Hello and welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast. Excuse me, Laura, crunching down on some Lucky Charms. You're excused, the bathroom's down the hall. And this is a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. My name's Dominic Mercurio. Laura Weinbach over there, crunching down. And, and our guest this evening, Max Savage. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Hello. How are you? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't keep up this shtick of being the national for too long. Right. Yeah. Just before or we were recording, we'll all hate each other. Right. Just before we were recording, uh, Max was um, giving us a little insight into his life, which is that it seems that he practices being the national on the regular, um, and he was sort of uh, just giving us a brief little rundown of that, and it was uh, quite something. It was well, he might chime in you with such a can't always get you well <laughs> max savage there you may you know it. you may know him <clears throat> from the max savage show what do you do there are you like the janitor or i think i'm the, yeah right i think i'm the narcissist in chief oh well, okay you know. Max savage show. gotcha gotcha and then you also have a podcast um that people can find on i assume all the podcast networks the regulars um cannabis themed and it is called the hash True and, and uh, <laughs> true and uh, where, where can wh- what's that through? You said the Chronicle or something, or what's that? Yeah, it, it was uh, it was an independent thing for a while, and the the gentleman I produce it with David David Downs Admiral yeah. Downs um, <laughs> has uh, taken up full time employment as the Chronicle's cannabis editor, and and he brought you on. He brought me on, and and the newspaper brought the podcast on. That's awesome. So is it like a weekly thing or how often can people find the episodes? Uh, we typically do it every other week. Every other week, um, okay. And have sort of just been uh, navigating these new waters of yeah, of it being under the, the umbrella of the Tronicle. <laughs> the tr- the tr- tr- Tronicle. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, I listened to the latest episode or maybe it's not the latest Chronicle. anymore. Oh, the Chronicle. Oh, I, was, I was tempted to make that joke but i took it there <laughs> took it to the full place anyway, they, should, yeah. they should change their name to that have you ever proposed that to the them? chronic dash the chronic dash <laughs> the chronic dash chronic dash the chronic dash oh that's good too why not you know just stick a dash right in the middle there dash it away d-a-s-h-e-l right and we are here today eventually to discuss a film that we've all just watched called leolo it is a 1992 film that is... 92? Uh, what? Yeah. Oh, 90- I thought it was 93. Sorry. Oh, I could, be, I could be wrong, but my facts over here on my little iPhone computer tell me that it's 1992. Okay. So... Well, you do you. You know, take that. Uh, you're, no, take that. 93. Late release, 1993. What, uh, what, what, is, of 93. what does Breitbart say? I feel like <laughs> they usually have the right... They're, they're pretty good. The yeah, right answer. Pretty good. Can you go, out, can you you go ahead and... Steve Bannon here. Yeah, go, ahead, go ahead and Google us. Uh, Steve Bannon. see what Bannon. Steve Bannon thinks of this movie. Yeah. He's like, this movie should be bad. <laughs> I heard it's one... Hey, do you mind if I jump in this bowl of Lucky Charms? Oh, jump in. Okay. Jump in. Right actually, dive in. Actually, go ahead and dive in. Actually, take a swim around in that. Pool full of Lucky Charms. Dive in. Yeah, go ahead and Google... Go ahead and Google... Um. Steve Bannon Leolo, and let's see, you know, what his opinion is. I'm gonna well, put well, Steve Bannon's <laughs> dick on Leolo. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, dick in Leolo. No. <laughs> yeah, we were actually trying to get Steve Bannon <laughs> like on this literally episode. typing it in. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like maybe if we just have his website on the episode, that would be like good enough, you know. Oh, I, I often get compared to him too. So. Yeah, well, you were kind of like the second in line. We were like, well, if we can't get Steve Bannon, we'll just go ahead and get Max Savage. That they should- call me. They call me Baby Bannon. No, I was telling you that this is sort of like a daddy vibe that you're doing right now as well. You know, you're kind of like going, you're really kind of going into a deep sort of like daddy kind of voice. Daddies go deep. Yeah. Daddies go deep. And so when you say daddy, does that mean like something that I'm unaware of or does it just mean like someone's dad? Well, I mean. Like daddy in a universal sense. Let's go ahead and sit you right down. Let's sit you right down and um, let me tell you a story. Yeah, do, do tell. No, actually, I don't have a story. Oh. No, daddy's sort of like a term that I would think some people would use as a sort of, as a like, that's a hot man of an older kind of stature, maybe a bit hairy as well. Wow. It can be a, it can be a gay term. A hot older man? <laughs> yeah, so basically, like a, hot, a, gener- a hot hairy. We have wow. a daddy in the house. Here we go. 
Max Ma- just took his shirt off and he's become right. a full blown daddy. <laughs> we're, we're si- you know what? Oh you, you have the daddy type, but um, you're a little too slender to actually be a daddy. Oh my so, God. I, so you're actually more of like an otter type. Wait, actually. how fucked up is it that the general public has come to terms with the fact that they have daddy <laughs> issues? I guess, like basically, they have some weird experience that associates hot yeah. guys with their dad. Well, look, I'm not for the trend. To be honest with you, I think That's daddies so should remain the daddies, and it should sort of be a fringe thing, you know. Yeah. But it's become a sort of mainstream thing that now that like any cool dude i feel like you know like a cool dude would be called like oh daddy like or any hot any well, hot you know dude, i guess that's kind of an old of thing the type well i think that the term daddy has been like used as a kind of hot guy term for many decades actually. really i okay. mean for the ages like well, i just feel like it's back, back in the day in... they used to say hey daddy oh you want to slap my dick okay well yeah or whatever <laughs> like, you know that's like, what they said <laughs> i think uh, uh back Fleet, in, Fleetwood yeah. mac has a song about that yeah, yeah i goes, think that is a lyric from i'm from pretty that. sure it goes something like um oh <laughs> daddy <laughs> But it's sort of like, to me, it's like calling Max Savage a daddy. And, you know, I hate to break it to you. You are a hairy fellow. You know, I'm seeing I'm seeing the hair. But I don't think that there's, you're there's a no daddy type. You well, know? you're not, you're a, not bear. a daddy type. You're not exactly a bear. Oh, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're not a bear, that's for sure. Right? You're not a bear. Right? <laughs> oh, he put his shirt back on. Yeah. He it's, doesn't want to be a daddy. He's denying us the... the uh, now he's more of like a son. I just got a little self-conscious, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> were you okay. expecting us to do it and you were kind of like oh this isn't the vibe right. oh this isn't the vibe I'm okay, the only I'll... one here <laughs> you were like oh this is the time that we all take our shirts off and then we kind of kept them on you're like oh well I just okay. wanted to uh, I wanted to uh, revert to this 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 world where we're all wearing striped shirts <laughs> yeah this is oh, another yeah. weird oh yeah the three of us are wearing striped shirts completely un- coincidentally not yeah. un- coincidentally mm-hmm. now, Max's many- shirt stripes are the, the widest mm-hmm Dominic shirt stripes are the second widest and the mine are the thinnest. Does that mean the mediumist? Does that is that like a cue onto like dick size or <laughs> <laughs> could be like the wider what, the stripe? What are we supposed to now drop our pants dick? or what? I mean, is the this a... I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, does the size of one stripe mean something about mm. the size of one's you know stripe? <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. Wow. Who knows? Uh, I, I, I could look at a guy and go, mm, he got a big old stripe. <laughs> I've only listened. To uh, a handful of, of episodes of this podcast, but none of them were like this. Oh no, they mostly are like this. He might have just been picking the wrong episode. He listened to the wrong one. Oh, shit. I think he said he listened to the Game of Thrones episode. Okay, yeah, not gonna. What's be up, that Eli? One. Hey, how's it going? No, not Eli. Yeah, Eli was on that fucking episode. No, we oh the other Nick. Game of Thrones one. We did two Game of Thrones one. That's very mm. confusing to me. Yeah, no, I'm, we're talking season finale here. Sorry, I think. Are yeah, we? yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are. Mm-hmm. What's up, Nick? Now, Max. <clears throat> What's up, my stripe? <laughs> you got, you got, you got one coming up, right, Max? I have a show. Yeah, it's two weeks from today. Holy shit! Well, I which think. will be like one week from when this posts. All right. <laughs> What's That's, the date? Do you know the date? I do. It's two weeks from today. Okay, sweet. <laughs> so two weeks from today, yeah, which right. you should know let's, is the day that we're recording. Uh, exactly I'll, I'll two weeks? It's Thursday the nineteenth. Today is the fifth. Today's the fifth. Yeah, it's Thursday the nineteenth. Oh yeah, Thursday that would be fourteen days from now. Get your butt over to where. Starliny Social Club mm-hmm. in Oaklandian. Yeah, um, Starline that is. That's Starline. Curly form. Yeah. Uh, get yourself over there. Who's gonna be on there? Mirna. Yeah, Mirna's gonna love be on the show. Them. Love them. Mirna. I'm curious to find out what the fuck that word means. Mirna, you've <laughs> got to get on the podcast, Mirna. <laughs> you should ask him. You do like so the max. We want to measure the size of your stripe, Mirna. <laughs> <laughs> the Max Savage Show, if you don't know, which maybe Sorry. you don't, you know, is a sort of uh, variety show. It's like a variety comedy show. Uh, normally, you guys have a band or maybe two sometimes. Or Usually two, yeah. Two. We were uh, on it once. We were on it. Fox Hills Brigade was on it. It Probably was the it best was episode. It was, so, it was so fun, actually. Um, and then it's you kind of just do like odd little odd it bits and ends of like comedy and um improv kind of yeah like uh well what would you like there was a dating show when we did it sort of thing describe or, it oh, yeah. in your own words yeah. sure i don't want to put yeah. words in your mouth but you no know. i i think you're putting you're putting good words in my mouth okay uh i mean i kind of think of the show as just being like uh a receptacle for all of the stupidest ideas that go through my brain yeah. combined with some really fabulous not stupid people who've made the decision to uh, <laughs> spend an evening with us. 
Yeah. Yeah. They made and the right I, choice. They, I think they made the right <laughs> choice. You know? Hey, I'd choose it again myself. Yeah. yeah. You know? I loved it. I loved it. I, I'm going to try and make it out to the Mirna one for sure. Please do. Life. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, Max Savage. I wanted to go to the last one, but that's it. That shit sold out. It was like super small or maybe it was two ago. Yeah. That one, that one was, uh, it sold out. So quick. petite, mm-hmm. exclusive. Petite. As Ginger petite said. Water. La Petite Max. Um, and I guess the other thing of note worth mentioning is yeah. that it's, it's a hundred percent mostly 100% not recorded. Yeah, oh. so you got to get your butt over there in right. person. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Is that a, like uh, that like a deliberate decision or just like it's <laughs> no, just we just not couldn't happening. afford a <laughs> film crew. Yeah, it's 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 an Do you wish it was recorded every time? No. I'm oh. I'm so happy it's not. <laughs> really? It's kind of fun when you got something that's like a one-time Yeah, offer, I think you know? so too. And I think uh makes it special. Makes it there. special and I think it makes uh, some of the folks who are guests on the show may be a little more candid mm-hmm. than they would be otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, so earlier tonight, we were talking a little bit about stuff you've been up to lately. And you were going to go into some crazy stuff, but we were saying, like, let's save it for the podcast. <laughs> I want to hear what you were going to say Ooh. about some crazy coincidental kind of like juicy. You said the word juicy multiple times. And yeah. I thought, I yeah. like it. I want to know more. <laughs> I like yeah, it. Yeah, we were uh, we were talking about uh, the lighthouse for the blind, a really pretty special nonprofit organization in the city that I work for three days a week. And uh, and what do they contribute? To? Or what is their point? Well, <laughs> what's their point? <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So I'll, I'll do a little. I'll, we'll we'll do some juiciness, and then we'll get to the. Okay, let's, yeah, let's, yeah, right. Let's squeeze the juice. Yeah, yeah right. Squeeze the juice. <laughs> so they've uh, they've been around for quite some time. They've been in the city for like 115, 120 years. years. Wow. <laughs> I like how you beat me to the punch on years right. there. Yeah. 115 milk cartons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and somewhere maybe two b- between two and three years ago now, uh, our CEO, Brian Bashan, got an email from a lawyer and it said, there's a dude uh, and you don't know him. You've never met him before. He lives in the Pacific Northwest and he's dead and he's left you $125 million. What? Holy Shatetsuke. Well, I mean, if he's non-profit, he just made a profit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Boom. Right. Everyone's getting a new everyone's and he getting a new sweatshirt. Just one of those 120 something mil. <laughs> yeah, right. Wouldn't make a difference, right? <laughs> so, so he had like what heard of the of the of this company or something? Yeah, it's kind of a crazy uh, thing. Th- this dude had lived a really long and full life and was like very physically active in uh-huh. his latter years. And had been pretty low vision, I guess, and had been in denial of it. And, like, never used a cane and never had a guide dog. And Wow. It sounds like he probably, you know, he, he certainly qualified or would have benefited from either one of those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, for reasons unbeknownst, at least to me, he picked Lighthouse for the Blind in San Francisco. Wow. Wow. And it wasn't a scam. Just uh-huh. He just you didn't you didn't click on the email and get taken to a a website <laughs> right. for we have to put in your credit card. Now how right, big is exactly. your Stripe website? Penis pumps. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, you have to send them a picture of your Stripe and, and they evaluate uh, it on a sort of one to ten scale. Sure. Well, you guys never do this, right? No, you got to keep it in that that pitchfork metric. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah ten points. Yeah, <laughs> you, usually it's like six point two to six point seven. Sure, sure. Yeah. That's a that's probably about about mm-hmm. average. That's about average. Yeah, yeah. yeah six point two to six point seven. I'd say that's about average. I mean. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I mean, look, we don't have to get into it, but I, th- I think that's average. I don't know. Is it average? Can, can someone write in to totally tell me, to, is it average? Or I'm just wondering if it's average or not. <clears throat> Again, just ask Breitbart. Right. Um, just an average you know, stripe hanging out. Wait, so so the guy got 120 something million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and? Uh, with that money, Lighthouse purchased a building on 11th excuse me 8th and market uh-huh. uh and we now occupy the top three floors and they spend a lot of cash money to have it renovated into like a really intentionally accessible space uh-huh um and i'm i'm working there now on this new prize called the holman prize hmm. that's essentially a, a, for maybe a little maybe this is a little reductive but it's kind of like uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm it's fine it no it's back. okay you're good, you're good. Um, 
It happens every once in a while. It's a dream. It's a dream. Yeah. It haunts us every once in a while. It's like a Fulbright for blind people. So we're giving every year three blind people from around the world 25 grand each to go do crazy shit. Whoa. Yeah. It's pretty dope. That's awesome. Can I be blind? Yeah. So how how do you sign up? You just got to be blind. (laughs) Yeah. You just have to be blind and have a What if you just have a big ass stripe? Yeah. (laughs) What if you're wearing a blindfold? (laughs) Uh, What if you wear a blindfold on your stripe? What if you plan to go blind? That's it. <laughs> what if you plan to go blind in approximately two years? That's no, don't do that. That would suck. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to run that by the big cheese. Okay, cool. Let, just let yeah. me know. Um, you know, I do have a bit of an update for you guys. Your stripe, your stripe is big. A penis pump is an external pump with a band on it that a man with oh, yeah. erectile dysfunction can Which use band? to get and <laughs> to get and maintain an erection. The national. Beat me to it. Wait, so yeah, we were talking about. Pe- I had a Doubt wine it. pump earlier tonight. I was using like one of those wine closers. So I had a bottle of wine, and I have this like wine Pins saver pump. thing where you oh, put like wine saver. Yeah, wine. You put like this like kind of plat like kind of rubber cork in the bottle, and then you suck out the air. Mm-hmm. And then Dominant was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and then, like I was like, "I'm pumping out the air," and he was like, "Oh, I thought it was like some kind of penis pump." And I thought. What does a penis pump do? Does it like suck air out of a penis? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I didn't know, but I just looked it up on WebMD. We were trying to figure out like if it makes your penis like if it sucks air out of the penis in, a, in an effort to preserve the penis. Does it make the penis bigger, more swole, mm-hmm. or does it more swole? Does it enhance the feeling of the penis? Does it make the penis feel like Bainy. like pumped in a good sense, like oh, in a I sexualized? Oh, well, I was actually thinking for the other person, maybe, maybe it like maybe kind of buffs out it, it kind of buffs like, it out and makes it buffs out make it makes it makes okay. like the veins a There's little more veiny thought. in that sort of way or, yeah. or does it does it make the <laughs> right. penis itself do some pumps like it, oh yeah yeah, yeah. it could it pump, pump up the penis yeah it could make the penis pump like does it like after you pump it does the penis kind of throb in such yeah. a way oh that could also be true i dare you to get through that sentence with a straight face <laughs> does it make the penis throb in such a way <laughs> she did it she really did it um you couldn't see the face, but it was very serious. So, Cue the air horn. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. Um, boom. So Dominic boom. looked it up, and what did we discover? Uh, it's to, it's you. you what is use, the purpose of a penis pump? A penis pump is an external pump with a band on it that a man with an erectile erectile dysfunction can use and get and maintain an erection. <laughs> so it's basically just to make a dysfunctional person function. It an erectile have, dysfunctional person function. So it doesn't like do anything for this regularly functioning penis male. <laughs> no, it does. It does. No, it makes the penis all pumped up and ready to go for some sex time. Oh, like if you're even a regular guy? Yeah. Well, no. Well, what? <laughs> what if you're a regular like boner-eyed guy? Oh, if you're a regular boner-eyed, it might make, I don't guy. know. It could potentially make your boner even more bonerfied, you know? Bonerfied. It's, uh, it's sort of like with the talking heads. <laughs> Say. Talking penis head. What's that? What, what did the <laughs> talking head say? I'm an ordinary guy pumping up the dick. <laughs> Pump pumping up. up the dick. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> you might get what you're after. <laughs> These are beautiful. Really, it's so poetic. <laughs> I really love it. Dominic, can you do me a huge favor, man? Absolutely not. Can, <laughs> Shit. No, I'm sorry. What? What, can, what do you need? Can you Google what you got. Breitbart penis pump? Oh, I'm just, I'm just really curious. Yeah, like what happens? Like what happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, totally. It's yeah. just a picture of Steve Bannon. That's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> definition of. <laughs> well, the first thing that comes up is Jimmy Kimmel mocks Obamacare with penis pump parody, and that is on <laughs> Breitbart News. All right. Uh, Next up is woman allegedly severed husband's penis while he slept because he and then it gets cut off. So I have to click in. It got cut off because. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. The the headline got cut off. Woman allegedly (laughs) severed husband's penis while he slept because he played too much golf (laughs) is a headline on Breitbart News. That That's fake. the second thing that comes up when I put in Breitbart. No, this is the real website. That is no, because the Breitbart journalism. is stupid, and they try to make it be like, oh, women are bad. A woman in South Korea allegedly severed her husband's penis while he slept because she claimed he played too much golf. Baby, you played too much what? golf. You played too much golf. I cut off your penis. Baby. Um, <laughs> Baby, you gotta stop. Look, you know what? In my opinion, she had a damn right balls. to do it. So more power to you, honey. 
Oh my God. Because um, <laughs> what? Because he played too much golf? Yeah. Really? It's wrong. That's what you would do in that situation if Anton started It's what I back? think that she should have done. It's maybe so like Anton comes back from a long day at the old range. First off, Doc. Doc why did I say Doc? Dogmanic. <laughs> Anton would never in his life play golf. No, I'm saying, but what if... For too much golf. Exactly. But what if one day he comes back and you're like, what you get up to today, honey husband? And then he was like, I just got back from the range. The what, reason, that what the reason I'm that? with him is because he would not do that. Golf, golf range? Golf putt course? From the course. course. From the course. I just got back from the course all day. I got day. back from the course. If What'd he said that, he would no longer be him. Mm. He would no longer be a... Per- he would no longer have a dick to trifle with. <laughs> He would no longer have a dick to pump. <laughs> After you got done with it. No, wait, what is that? What? what? If, wait. Oh, fuck. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it really looked like you were working up. You were working up something up that up that little. I've, it mind called yours. to mind something, but and it was really funny, but I can't remember what it was. It was like I can't quite remember. Oh yeah, before I'm done with him, a man who messes with my woman will no longer be recognizable as a man. (laughs) (laughs) And scene. And scene. Someone's been eating lucky charms. And scene, oh man. Circa 19, whatever. Um, (laughs) Wow. A man who messes with my woman will no longer be recognizable as a man. (laughs) The pacing of that is so good. Again, poetic. Again, sort of in a poetic fashion. Poetic justice, 1997. Right. Anna, no, just, no, just, no, just, no, just, what you want. Poetic justice. Put it in a song. All right. Now, Leola. Wait, can I just say a a couple words on poetic justice? Yeah. Absolutely, you can. Here's my recollection me, of the film like in a few words. Or maybe here's snap. a few. Here's my recollection of the film in like several words. Okay. Oh, Leolo. Can't even clean your own nails. <laughs> Damn boy. And <laughs> Did that happen? That happens in the movie. Happen? Janet Jackson, Tushu, pa- Tupac Shakur. <laughs> it's their moment. Janet together. Jackson. Oh, what? This is not the movie we just watched. What no, Poetic Justice. Oh, look, I didn't oh get the reference. God. I don't even know what that Mikey, is. Okay. You obviously thought, don't know your film history. Fuck no, I don't. It's a very important What's movie in the in the movie Poetic Justice, where Janet Jackson is hanging out with Tupac, and she looks at his hand. She goes, "Can't even clean your own nails." <laughs> Do you know this? That was an impeccable Janet Jackson impression. She's like, she's like, damn, can't even keep your nails clean. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. No, I've, I've seen about six movies in my life. That wasn't. (laughs) Well, now you've seen seven because that was was pretty much the entire movie. Did you see? Did you (laughs) see seven? Did you see David Fincher's seven? I did. Okay, so that was one of the six. That's one of the six. You saw seven as well. Did you like seven? One of the six. Yeah. Do you like seven? Did you like seven? Define like. I mean, did yeah, you yeah, love? yeah, I did. I did. I liked oh, it. I liked enjoyed it. sexually and otherwise. I was, I was, uh, <laughs> did you lube it up? And did it make you feel Jesus. pumped? <laughs> I don't know. No. <laughs> okay. Well, Most then. certainly didn't. Were well, the then you obviously four? haven't I mean, seen Poetic Justice because honey, let me tell you. Where were the other four? Yeah. So you've seen Leolo. Uh, you've seen Seven. I've seen Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. Shout out to Derek Parker. Loved it. <laughs> Derek who? Barber. Oh yeah. Oh man, Derek. What's yeah. up, Derek? He loves that shit. Oh. Is he the one who showed you that? Bell's Atlas. Yeah, Bell's Atlas, and others. And did he show me it? No, motherfucker. I saw <laughs> Jurassic Park. Like, well, I thought maybe you just started watching. Look, you've seen six <laughs> movies. I thought maybe you started about six months ago. You know, maybe. Like, no, I'm just do you doing think one every somebody, yeah. five years. Or oh, something. I see. Yeah, you really spread them out. You really <laughs> spread them out. Okay. I thought maybe it was like a new revelation that you just discovered movies, and you're like, oh, movies. Yeah, I've seen six of those. Wait, so wait, far. wait, wait. Pictures move. <laughs> Tell me about that shit. Describe how that happens. So Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, no, Jurassic no, okay, Five, okay. Jurassic Five, and Jurassic Dick, Jurassic Dick Part Two, Part Do, <laughs> Part De. I think you got all of them except okay. for except for Tremors Two. Oh, Tremors Two, Tremors Two, yeah, yeah, Tremors Two, Tremors yeah. Two. Could forget Tremors Two. Yeah. How about Tremors in Your Dick Part Two? <laughs> part De. Part De. Part Do. Wait, part have, do, you seen, do. have you seen Hot Shots Part De? <laughs> Seriously, because that's a really good movie. I loved it. <laughs> what the fuck's Hot Shots? Hot Shots? Hot Shots? Nike! I don't know movies. Oh my God, you almost knocked over Martin a fucking Sh- chair. Martin Sheen? You almost knocked over a Pre-cocaine chair. Pre-cocaine fucking shenanigan. Hot Shots. <laughs> Melt in your mind. 
Wait, have you seen Hot Shots? Never heard of it. What? <laughs> Again, God, you guys. I'm not exaggerating. Six movies. I can't take this anymore. <sighs> he didn't mention Hot Shots just now. So what were you expecting? Hot Shots is a really fun. Okay, I just figured it was one of those six movies that he forgot to mention. <laughs> Uh, 101 Dalmatians I saw <laughs> Oh With Glenn Close Yeah There you go Classic <laughs> It's a classic movie Alright so we got three What a memorable performance that was <laughs> yeah. You know Memorable Seminal yeah. Yeah. Seminal performance Seminal like Glenn Close In 101 Dalmatians Seminal <laughs> Truly pulled a number on that one. Oh, and I saw that movie uh, Where It's like winter all the time And the train's going around the winter's world Winter's bone <laughs> God damn it Winter's boner. Uh, Winter's boner. Snow piercer. Snow piercer. Do you guys snow see white? That? Snow dick. Snow snow dick. Of Wait, mine. Snow pierced dick. <laughs> That's snow dick I've ever seen. <laughs> this has been a wholesome evening. Yeah, I'm so you know, it's fun to really just kind of pull people in and just, yeah. and have them not really get pull it. Them out you know, from not, the not get what they're getting from into. Maybe. Or look, I don't. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Maybe you did know what you're getting into. <laughs> what One of the things I really love about this conversation is that any any of this weird shit we've mentioned would be a seamless segue into the fucking, the fucking movie. movie. We just yeah, watched. it's so true. What no, that's what it kind of. Maybe that's the concept here of this podcast. I think we just arrived. At the concept mm. of our podcast arrival. Is, what, arrival is what we do is we watch movies and then we sort of like regurgitate them in a stream of conscious fashion before we start talking about the movie. Mm. Maybe all this is just sort of coming out of us because it's been stirred out of us by the film that we've just watched. Right. No, it's been there all along. No, okay, it doesn't so matter. Been there. Okay, well, what movie would yeah, you I'll watch? Yeah, forget it. Oh, no, forget it. That's, I mean, it could be loopy. 101 Dalmatians. It could be Hot Shots Part D. <laughs> it could be Leolo's dick, but it doesn't matter. It's all It's all, it's in all there. fun and games. It's all in there. It's all in the old caboose. Laura, can I ask you a question followed by a statement? Please do. <laughs> would you choose water over wine? Hold the wheel in trap. Uh, the no. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely not choose water over wine. <laughs> Boring. Yeah. No, but maybe I would, you know, given the right, you know, mm-hmm. given the right... Um, Circumstances. Know, circumcision. Mm-hmm. Circumcisions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> given the right circumcisions, I might choose water um, over wine. Actually, there's some circumcisions in which I would. There's some circumcisions in which I would pick water over wine. I think that's maybe after I've had too much wine, I would pick water over wine. Ditto. Uh, yeah. You know that feeling? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Leolo, again, I'm going to try and, I'm Wait, gonna try and do a hard right turn. Look, free, I'm sorry. Look, I didn't know. Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we are, what's you been up to? <laughs> what have I been up to? Just this and that, you know, things Mikey, and funs and games. Tell me about your life and oh, your you know, it's, review. It's just been a bit of time is the thing. I'm just more worried about time is all. Leolo. Okay. Leolo, 1992 film. New Sum Decord. 1992 <laughs> film. Wait, what? Sum Decord. It was French. Strum Decord? Oh, Shum Decord? <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Okay. Oh, Nous Sum Decord. We are in accordance. Je de Chum. Nous Sum Decord. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know this language. Nous Sum Decord. Written and directed by <laughs> Jean-Claude Not Van Damme. Uh, Lazon? How do you say that? L-A-U-Z-O-N. Lazon. 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 Jean-Claude Lazon. Jean-Claude Lazon. And it's his second feature. And you know what? I looked up a brief little thing. Maybe this is unrelated, but I just want to throw it in there. He died in a plane crash shortly after this film. No shit. Mm -hmm. He only made two films, so this was his final film. Oh, my God. And then he died fairly early and said in his 40s. Wow. It's not ideal. Not ideal. Not ideal. And it's a French-Canadian feature. What? Or is it? Where is it? I said or is it. Oh, or is it? I don't know. Is it kind of like... Or is it a what? The period on the piece. (laughs) You know what I mean? Maybe. Could be. period to the sentence. Could could be. Could be. We'll get into it. Or the final exclamation point. Um, Again, if you have not listened to this uh, show before, we will talk no spoilers at first. And then at a certain point, we'll make it very clear that we're going to be getting into spoilers. So you're definitely free to keep on listening, even if you haven't seen this film. Do you want to briefly summarize what you feel like this film might be about? Uh, sure. In your best it's, of efforts. Uh, a narrative about a boy's life in uh, the slums of Montreal, Canada, 
who daydreams that he is an Italian <laughs> boy named Laolo living in Sicily, or I don't know, was it Sicily, in Italy, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, is very kind of, I guess, disappointed by his the surroundings of his life. He's in a family full of what he believes to be crazy people. Mm-hmm. Um, life basically sucks, and all that he has to keep him afloat are his are is the one book that he finds in his house that he can read, and his writing. Mm-hmm. And through that, he creates his own little, like, escape escapist world mm-hmm. um and there's a blending of that with the reality of his life and kind of the dark depths of despair that he undergoes throughout mm-hmm. the film and yeah that's great it's a coming was, of age drama i love that description that was great that was better than anything i was finding on MD, imdb i'll tell you that much was it it was basically a summation of what i read on imdb <laughs> <laughs> max what did you think of this movie <laughs> <clears throat> I'd um, like to start with the guests here. I was uh, I, I found it really hard to watch, and not necessarily mm. in a bad way. I mean, I found it literally repulsive. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but again, not not in a way that's necessarily bad. But mm. it just uh, it created such intense feelings of 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 being uncomfortable and of being. Uh, n- nauseous and mm-hmm. huh. it was it was scary mm. and and i think that uh i'm not gonna attempt to say the director's name i think the director did a really amazing job of finding these these ways to bring some humor into it uh-huh yeah that i think was even as weird as that shit was was really uh mm-hmm. valuable mm-hmm. um I'm not sure if enjoy is the right word, but I was, I mean, I was simultaneously repulsed and just so drawn into it because there was, there was so, there wasn't a lot of cause and effect. Those things were happening in a sense, just the events that happened in the film, I think in a lot of ways were happening independently of each other. And yeah, there was a, a sense of just not, of, of really having no idea what was going to happen right five yeah. minutes it's later. almost stream of conscious in a way yeah but would you say that you were fully engaged i'd say pretty close to fully engaged yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean okay as as fully engaged as i can be uh-huh yeah okay. yeah what do you think laura Okay, so for me, this is like not my first time seeing this movie. Seeing your first rodeo, but yeah, seeing <laughs> my first rodeo. But the truth is, is, tonight I was feeling a little bit anxious while we were watching the movie because I was worried that you guys were gonna think it was way too slow and like nothing was happening. This like for me watching it this time around, I was like, oh, maybe it's not as like action packed as I remembered it being, mm-hmm. because this was one of the movies that really like resonated with me when I was like younger. I mm-hmm. saw this when I was for the first time probably like seventeen, and it struck me as being like very kind of dark and edgy and controversial and like different than most movies that I had seen. And so to me, it was like really cutting edge, you know. And I thought it was a great. I thought it was amazing, you know. But um, I have to say, like now seeing it however many years later, I realize that which has come to pass in the time that has elapsed between now and and back then, movies have gotten a lot more gritty and shock value has become somewhat blunted. Uh, blunted? Well, yeah. the opposite, you mean? Well, what I mean by that is I, I guess like, our level of tolerance for shock value oh, has increased. Okay, yeah, gotcha. gotcha. And um, I just feel like I've seen such, so many, I feel like I've been, um, like, I've experienced so much more and so much faster at a such faster pace in the recent years of film watching now. Like, cinema has just gotten so much faster and slicker and, like, more hardcore and, it's kind of like bigger, better, faster, stronger or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like in the lot. Yeah. And like this movie is n- not in that same realm. You know what I mean? It's like this is a movie that came out at a time when films still took their time mm-hmm. and expected a lot more from the viewer in terms of attention and ability to just absorb like the slow things that are happening in a much more like cerebral sense. 
And I guess like after having watched so many movies in the last few years that are like really outside of that, that expectation, um, I was feeling this sense of like, oh no, are they both like not down to watch this? Are they like getting impatient? Is this boring? Is not enough happening? Like I felt myself really feeling that throughout the entire movie. And I was like, even though I myself was like, but this is great and there's going to be amazing things that happen and crazy stuff that happens. And then when the crazy stuff happened, I was like, oh, was it not as crazy Hmm. as I remember it? I I think it's... um I think for you to compare this to 101 Dalmatians is just <laughs> <laughs> it's just fruitless. Right. It's I very, mean it, very weird. Very weird. You know, it didn't even to feel to Glenn Close. Specifically. Yeah, right. It didn't that, that's interesting. <laughs> it didn't feel slow to me at all. And, that's and awesome. again, I, I say this But you've this only word, seen six movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. I, I I say this again with like no right. negative connotation. It wasn't slow, but it was excruciating. Well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> No, I'm glad that you were engaged in that way because that was how I felt about mm-hmm. it when I first watched it. You it was, know, it was like it, it. There was almost a feeling like, oh shit, here's the sick right. I'm not right. So there's this <laughs> other movie I saw called The Clockwork Orange. You know, oh, where yeah. he's sure. like strapped to the chair and his crazy. eyelids are taped open oh, yeah, and crazy. like can't look away. Yeah, and I felt like this was kind of similar. It's just mm-hmm. like it's so. It's so hypnotizing. Mm-hmm. And I think... On a visceral level. Yeah. I think uh, maybe it would be helpful for the folks that are listening if if we collectively just like describe without giving anything away, like a sense of what we're talking about of what was so excruciating. But let's like, hear yeah. Dominic's opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, Sorry. Like, Sorry. How did you feel about it? it? Well, Clockwork Orange is interesting that you bring that up because that was made uh, far before this film and I think is is far more shocking uh, this film, yeah, is more shocking. No, Clockwork, oh, Clockwork Orange, Orange. Is, is far more shocking to me hmm. personally, yeah, uh, than than this film is. Hmm. Uh, and the clip at which that craziness is happening is like, at least from what I remember it. Again, I haven't seen Clockwork Orange in quite mm-hmm. some time, but I remember that making an, a pretty deep impression on me of mm-hmm. like, wow, a movie can really go there, you know, like mm-hmm. with all this crazy, violent, fucked up shit. Anyways, um, but no, so this film to me. I was engaged from like the halfway point and and on. Uh-huh. Uh, I will admit though that I that in the beginning of for the first maybe thirty minutes or so, I was struggling to get a grasp on the direction that it was going. You know, mm-hmm. like I wasn't sure if a sort of plot was going to like click in at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was going to be like a main thrust that kind of kept us going throughout the <laughs> thrust. <laughs> I, I knew the second. It. I knew the second that I said that word. Oh, Max doesn't get it. We'll t- we'll explain that. He does to him get later. it. He's no, got we'll... a total like Cheshire cat grin Ooh. on his face. <laughs> is there going to be like a main plot that kind of comes into play here, and it Propels kind of is all building to that or whatever? And I would say if you do watch this film, to kind of not hold your breath or something like that. Um, hmm. I think the, like you said, it's, it is more of like a stream of consciousness kind of plot in the sense that it's almost like it's little vignettes, shorter stories that are intersecting in these different ways. And hmm. it's all just kind of about this guy's like coming of age in a way, um, through his imagination experience. Yeah. Um, and I found the imagination parts inter- like really interesting, uh, and I and I really liked you know some specific things that we can talk about later in the second half of the movie, but for me, uh, I would say like I liked this movie, but I didn't love it. I wasn't sure. like just freaking out about how great this was, but I did actually enjoy the movie, uh, especially in the second half. But in retrospect, I liked the whole thing. You know, it's just I think that it has a pretty slow beginning, and you have to kind of like get with the program a little bit watching it from this time like this time around i'm i felt like it was really i mean but again it's it's always weird when you watch a movie that you love with a new person who hasn't seen it before oh i totally because you start to like see it through their eyes or worry like are they seeing this how i saw it before Mm -hmm. right and not to mention like watching any movie when you're younger is going to be that much different because you have that much less on your palate that you've been working with and you know experience to compare it to so I think at the time that it came out, it was really edgy. You know what I mean? Like it just was not something that most people had seen before. Like it Mm -hmm. wasn't as maybe in Clockwork Orange, there was certain things that went further. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But like, who knows how you would see Clockwork Orange now? You know what I mean? It's always interesting to reevaluate stuff. To me, this was so much more harrowing 
and mm-hmm. like emotionally devastating than a really? cool. movie like Clockwork Orange. Really? Well, again, oh, you've yeah. seen that's six crazy. movies. <laughs> I think that's awesome. I'm like really happy to hear that you felt that oh, way. Oh, me about too. I mean, I, I always love when somebody loves point. a movie. That was the point for me. <laughs> Your cord's kind of freaking out a bit. My cord. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ow, ow, my cord. <laughs> Don't touch my cord. Um, but anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm walking on sunshine. Whoa. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, anyway. should we get into some spoilers? Sure. Great. Uh, if you care about spoilers, now be the time to tune out. Oh, um, before you tune out, though. Oh, thanks for listening. Oh, thanks so much. Hey, you. Hey, <laughs> you. No, I'm talking to you. How you doing? Are you in your car right now? You're just driving to work. Are you feeling the breeze? Did you roll down your window just now? Well, that, that. Day. that feels so good. I love it when you roll down the window. <sighs> Put your hands on the wheel. Let the golden age begin. <laughs> All right, now it's time to tune out. Now, now is the time to tune out. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, this film. Uh, let's let's get into some of these specifics here. <laughs> yeah. Let me just be the first to Go say I loved. I loved the masturbation scene. The fucking of the meat. The fucking of the meat scene. Mm. You loved it. I thought loved you might it. love that. And basically from that point forward, <laughs> I got a little more engaged. You were engaged. <laughs> a little more engaged after that point. See, it's you know, funny. Oh, by the way, I will say one other thing about this whole experience was I was definitely bombed on the picture quality tonight. Like it was not no, I understood that. seen the way it's supposed to be seen. No, I, and I yeah. think that in large part contributed to the less engaging factor. I would love to see. I swear. Like, I would love to see. No, I agree. I really so think that does. It's so much cooler looking than that. No, I, I, I'm I, sure. I. It's much more I gritty. It's much that. more gritty. It's much more like colorful and just, yeah, just, I feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> Max is going shirtless again. It's fine. He's, get, he's going balls out. Actually. I think he's getting into his zone for talking about mm-hmm. the masturbation. Yeah, sequences. yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Must we, be. We started talking about masturbation, and his shirt ripped off. It actually <laughs> like, just, I'm it going just sh- ripped I'm, off. I'm of going his shirts chest, off actually. right now. His chest just started pumping out a little bit, and just ripped, just destroyed the shirt. Actually. <laughs> so anyway, talk about it. Yeah. Spoilers. I mean, f- for me, one of the most like just fucking brutal scenes is so the main character has this brother and when they're younger and the the brother's a few years older than him and when they're younger the brother gets beat up by this dipshit in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and then as a result he decides to essentially become a bodybuilder right um <laughs> and he's i mean he's to some degree mentally disabled right uh but like this is this thing he's poured so much of his time into and he's dropped Blood, out of school and, and he's working this garbage job mm-hmm. yeah and then inevitably right towards the end of the movie they encounter the same dipshit bully again and, he and uh the brother the older brother you know he's literally flexing his muscles he's a huge bodybuilder he's at this huge, point right, he's developed huge. his body in ways that no woman could develop their body <laughs> <laughs> without the aid of certain steroids right no like he's a fully fledged like muscle man right Mm -hmm. all because uh, of this fear that was instilled into him as a young boy but he still can't bring himself to to fight the fight this guy and he ends up crying on the ground and the main character is you know you just see like this love that exists between them and the younger brother is consoling him and he's curled up crying in this alley and Mm -hmm. christ yeah, yeah, that's a good mm. scene. It's a really like touching scene, I think. Yeah, that might have been like the. Touching. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That might have been the climax of the movie for me. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. Cool. It's all, like I think that that you're onto that. Yeah, I mean, I think that 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 scene definitely sums up a lot of the themes that play at work in the film, like mm-hmm. something about boundaries and like what confines people emotionally or mentally, and and like the things that people hang on to and are unable to escape no matter how hard they try life lessons i don't know it's definitely a really like emotionally charged scene and i agree but it's funny because even after seeing that i just felt this sense of like does this just seem trite compared to other movies that have come out since then that are that much more hardcore that (laughs) max took his belt off the belt is on the table (laughs) 
<laughs> the belt is on the table. Everything um, about it is on the <laughs> table. I'm sorry. Max, I love you, Heaven. You're, you as a guest here. I love, I, I love you without it. a belt. I just, I love you without a belt. You know? I love what, you without a shirt. What can, what can belt? I say? I love you without Doing a belt. Doing your national. <laughs> um, Tom waits to the soundtrack. Anthem. You guys know that? He did the whole soundtrack. He did the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah I knew that. The music was that. incredible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I knew that definitely yeah. there's some Tom Waits songs, but I yeah. think he did, he did this, the, he like must have curated the soundtrack, mm. I guess. Even the stuff that wasn't him. Mm. Such I as just, yeah, I Mick get, Jagger and, and so forth. I just feel like so many movies since the, in the last 10 years are really like geared towards this assumption that the attention spans of the viewer are like mm. kind of low. And so there's a lot more like faster editing and faster pacing in general. Well, and so I was like, not that I don't expect, I mean, I just, I don't know. I was like, is this not holding up to current standards? That's my, was my concern this time. And maybe that was something about my own self. Like maybe I was feeling insecure about my own well, I mean, attention level. To be honest, I kind of agree with you in a sense, you know, I but mean, I, I do don't think but, yeah. that there are slow films that have been more engaging to me personally. Slowness isn't, isn't a factor in, in my enjoyment. Um, I, I love plenty of slow films. Um, it's more just like, does it engage me while it's being, while it's being slow? <laughs> the socks are off now. The socks are the socks are off. The shirt is off. The belt is off. He's got um, pants on and the pants are still on. Yeah. So is this kind of how it went down at your um, <laughs> raffle or whatever it was? Oh Christ! <laughs> what was it? Or what'd you do? You you like raffled off a? What'd you oh do? right, no, he was playing strip. Uh, strip, uh, strip. 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 Me, strip no, me. strip auction. Strip me, Barbie. <laughs> yeah. Every time somebody uh, like placed a bid, he took had to take something. Is there off. a keyword that we've been saying Hickey that Fest? like? Did you come up with a little game before this where it's like? Every time we say some word, you've been removing clothes and we just haven't been realizing. Right, yeah. I think the game is I'm around people, so I start taking (laughs) off my clothing. Gotcha. That's just the general game of life that you play. (laughs) Being friends with Walker Johnson for four years has really rubbed off. Walker Johnson? Rubbed. From, uh... I don't get it. Wasn't it from, uh... From, uh... Water Strider? Of the band. Of the band. Why? Does he do strip people also? (laughs) He just he, do, he plays that game. He plays that strip people game. He's just incapable of keeping his clothing on. Really, <laughs> really? I didn't know that about him. Pretty admirable. Wow, <laughs> so funny. He, he doesn't. I do guess that. it's freeing, as I say. Yeah. Wait, so more so, thoughts? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, I, I think that like you know there there are plenty of modern films, for example, that I think are at a similar pace. Uh, maybe they're not like big mainstream films, but there's plenty of slower films that are still being released and and made uh, that have just personally engaged me more like throughout i was engaged for parts of this okay. movie you know i wasn't like disengaged i wasn't off gauged i saw um, you i saw you trying it's trying <laughs> not trying no but i was like i kept looking at you guys to make sure you were watching you know oh, weren't, like, i always mad watch. at how bored it was oh no no, no, or no. how slow it was oh i don't like. care i don't care how not even to say this is a bad movie but i don't care how bad a movie is i i will watch it okay. like that's not an it's issue killer. to me. Killer. But um, anyways, no, I didn't think this movie was bad at all. I actually thought it was good. Well, I just, th- I'm, I'm just kind of <laughs> clarifying that I, it didn't push into great for me just because I, while there were scenes that I really loved um, beyond just the masturbation scene, I also, I just felt like there was many scenes, especially in the later half of the film that I was really enjoying um, and just kind of like this surreal kind of dreamlike kind of shit where, you know, he's like, uh, or even things that are that clearly are happening in reality, but they're just so weird that yeah. that there's an offness to them. Like you know him bringing those flies, and then she like pours the hot water on the flies, and he's like right. mourning the death of these flies. Yeah, it's hallucinatory. It's, yeah, it, it's yeah. like yeah, that I guess that could happen, but it's like well, but did that happen or right. would that happen? There's sort of this like element to it all that is like a little above reality, yeah. and I liked that mm-hmm. part of it a lot. Um, and yeah, so all the scenes that were kind of falling into that category category for me. I was really engaged with, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I loved, I love the masturbation scene. I love the, <laughs> the scene where he's like watching the old, his grandpa get like his toes 
uh, toenails bitten off by that girl. bitten off by the girl oh my god that was that was some shit that i have never seen in a movie before i'll tell you that much only in real life only in real life have <laughs> i seen that only when i google breitbart uh you know foot porn do i see that shit steve bannon feet yeah only when i google steve bannon feet suck do i do i get, i don't know i feel like fun. i've been seeing stuff like that in movies lately i recently watched uh maybe stuff like that born but I into have... brothels ever heard of that no very dark well, it's actually not as dark as I. Well, remember. you know, you said that this movie was dark, and I. Uh, you know, it wasn't as dark as I remembered it being. I would I have to say consider this more of like a dark comedy. A, yeah, like a dark comedy drama. Yeah, you know? family drama. <laughs> could we could we talk about the end for a second? Because yeah. I was confused. Yeah, sure. had he been sick the whole time? I was very confused about how or why yeah, he got sick. I thought I missed a, something. There's a scene just minutes before the film ends in which the old, the aforementioned older brother finds the main character seemingly in a coma or something yeah, like on the puking. bedroom floor oh i didn't even see the or puke he, he had puke there was puke on his shirt mm. and then he seemed he was like unconscious right and and then one of the very last scenes is he's in this like fucking ice bath in right. the hospital and the doctor says put him in the ward yeah with the, with rest, the rest of, of his, his family. family and now he's just like them so maybe he's become crazy because throughout the movie he yeah. thought he was the one who wasn't crazy while the rest of his family was right but he is maybe this is like about him realizing that he is crazy. He or, is, is he is as crazy as his family or something. I mean, I didn't really get that. He either. can't escape that part, which he comes the, from. Yeah. I think it's about hmm. your root. It's about roots. It's about like hmm. embracing that which you are and realizing like things that you can't escape. Like just acceptance, essentially. Hmm. Maybe I don't know. Yeah honestly i don't know i don't know what that meant you know i don't know if it was like that was real or if that was a dream or if that symbolized him coming to terms with the fact that he is part of his family and that's what he came from or if if like the rest of his family wasn't crazy and he was like the truth is actually watching this movie um again it was not as i said it didn't seem as dark as i remembered it being and like the way that he describes his family is being totally crazy. And actually the way the IMDb synopsis talks about the movie mm-hmm. as a kid who comes from this crazy family and then watching the movie, I really didn't think that the family, the family didn't seem that crazy actually. Like none of them really did anything to him that was bad. Like none of them were like abusive except the grandfather. Well, like, they have this whole like weird hang up about pooping. Like about poop pooping. Once a day. Sure. So they're quirky. Whatever. Yeah, they're quirky. But yeah. they didn't seem like super hardcore, insane asylum, fucking like dangerous minds type of people. You know what I mean? It was more just like interesting, weird, offbeat, quirky, semi-functional people, ultimately. Yeah. But again, this being well, that's coming if you take from the me word having crazy literally. Well, yeah, I did take it literally when I read the synopsis. I thought, oh yeah, they're going to be. This is going to be dark, you know. Like again, I thought it was really dark, and especially the scenes where it showcased like the the older the sister, the fat sister who had the fly all the bugs. I rem- that scene really resonated with me when I was younger. Hmm. Like that stuck with me and I remember thinking that was so weird and dark. But Mm -hmm. then this time around, I was like, oh, it really wasn't that intense, you know, like compared to Mm -hmm. other stuff I've seen since then that Mm -hmm. has gone way darker, Mm -hmm. way faster and way more intense. I think the tone is notably not really dark. It's just these strange things that are happening. But maybe that's just compared to to what we've become accustomed to i guess so i mean i do watch a lot of dark movies so yeah and like it's interesting because i was reading a lot of the reviews on imdb and like the reviews that it got were people saying like this is not for the faint of heart this is really dark it's really intense not recommended for people who can't handle like seriously dark shit and i thought oh yeah it's gonna be intense you know but then after watching it i was like actually it wasn't as hardcore no, as I, I expected it to be like a hardcore <clears throat> but we've been watching a lot of hardcore but, movies lately well i always <laughs> i think i always gotta have been watching hardcore semi-hardcore but not to say that it's for everyone either you know uh right but i just think that it's more while there are dark things happening and very strange things i think the tone is notably kept fairly light, light and almost cartoony and almost surreal to the point that the weird dark shit that's happening is more just like 
a fever dream or something. So it doesn't really, it doesn't really stick with me in, in like a, wow, that was so fucked up and dark kind of way because it didn't feel real to me. You know, it, it all just kind of felt as a dream. And I guess after watching these Darren Aronofsky movies, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, Darren Aronofsky, Lars von Trier, I mean, there's, goes, there's uh, Stanley Kubrick even. I mean, there's plenty of directors yeah, who've explored some really I dark so. themes uh, in their films that, you know, are huh. really intense experiences uh, but I think this, it's not like it needs to be an intense, dark experience for it to be a good movie, though. I mean, no, no, not at I all. I just don't think that's what he was going for, honestly. I don't think he was going to but make I, like a fucked up dark movie or whatever. I actually do think he was going for that. I think that it was supposed to be seen as dark and intense and that it was at one time. And so I guess what I'm taking from it this time is realizing like, wow, how much things have changed since then and how much my perception of things has changed and kind of like the way my surroundings have shaped my vision of life mm-hmm. in that way. Max? Yeah. For me, Back I, to you. I, I think part of, I mean, this movie really did hit me hard and wow. I can almost guarantee you I will have nightmares about this movie tonight. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Wait, oh yeah. Are you glad you watched it or are you not glad you watched it? <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I watched it. Okay. You yeah. are? And, and I think part of what was so, effective about it for me is that it didn't it didn't rely on those standards of shock and awe that we have now but but through this slow burn of creepiness it for me it it found it it dug a lot deeper that's awesome and it it was Mm -hmm. just so you know maybe i'm riffing on the same thing you are laura maybe i'm not but like that element of being so detached from our expectations both like within the narrative of the film and like our associations of like what makes a movie fucked up or a scene uh-huh. fucked up is what made it so it, it was suspenseful yeah it was just so i mean i don't really want to take it there so i'm just going to take it there really <laughs> really really briefly but i i think it's it's fair to say that like right after the election part of what was fucking people up so much is that we were trying to process this thing that was so foreign. This, mm-hmm. that, this notion of this hideous subhuman freak um, <laughs> winning an election. Right. And, and, and for me, you know, not to say that they're uh, identical, but there, there was something similar. There was something about that, mm. In this movie for me, in the sense of like, of, of literally being able to kind of un, of not being able to process. That's like desensitizing almost Mm. to the point where it's like so intense that you're like catatonic, Mm. maybe like the main character. I don't know. Like he's put in an ice chest. He's like put into a state of numbness. Yeah. Like rejects. I I didn't feel numb more just like, like reeling while desperately trying to process the shit that was Mm. for me largely unprocessable. Uh-huh. That's awesome. It, being literally in incomprehensible as a little roundabout there. Well, hell no, yeah. I, I loved that. That's great. Then not, my job here is done. <laughs> I think with that we should wrap up our conversation here. Uh but that's really interesting. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad you had such an extreme reaction to it actually. I mean, that I'm I'm glad you were a part of this. Anyways, okay. this has been totally tell me. We post new episodes every Wednesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you dig it, share with its friend. Uh, share it with a friend. Subscribe. Share a friend. Ra- share a friend. Share a friend with us. Whatever you want to do. Send us a friend. Mail a friend. However you want to send us a friend, friend it. Friend me up. Unfriend me. Friend me. <laughs> Our intro and outro music is by Laura and Anton. And uh, thanks to you, Max, for being on this. Really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, introducing me to this batshit crazy movie and having me over for a delightful evening. Yeah, it's been a blast. Absolutely. So glad you can make it. Very, very glad. Uh, Where can people find you too if they want to look up your shit? Is Uh, there like a website or? Typically at the climbing gym. (laughs) Dude, Um, this guy's a character. (laughs) He's still shirtless, by the way. Naked naked at Walker's house. Or just in the Piedmont Cemetery. (laughs) Shirtless and sockless. That's right. I forgot about the socks part. I can't see. I said socksless. I can't see. (laughs) Socksless. Oh my God. What? (laughs) He just like poked me with his foot. I didn't expect it. There was like a sort of like. First. All of a sudden I looked. (laughs) One toe. And then the whole foot. 
and then the whole leg, and then your whole being <laughs> goes through the blanket. I don't fully get the references, but I like it. No, that was from the movie. That was from the movie. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, my God. Were you even Watch watching it. this goddamn Aola movie? I was lost in a dream. Anyways, thank you mu- thanks for listening, and we'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode of Totally Tell Me. Totally Tell Me.